Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. You know, Birmingham has been one of those perennial markets where property values have just been low relative to all the other markets that we're in, but it's been a consistent perennial cash flow market for us. But property prices are still at historic low levels there. And relative to the rents you can get, it makes it a very attractive market. So it's an affordable city. It's in the South. There's a lot of people moving to the South, as many of our listeners know. And it is also one of those great, important business centers that resides in the Southeast U.S. So we actually have been in Birmingham for many years and we move a lot of product there. We have very happy clients because of the cash flow and the opportunities that it provides us. So today I wanted to do a market spotlight. We're long overdue for a market spotlight on Birmingham, Alabama. So with me today are two of my trusted local property partners out there, Merv and Stephanie. You guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Marco. Good to be here. Well, it's great to have you on. I'm excited about this interview because Birmingham is one of those markets that I've been putting off for a long time, and it's long overdue to have a fresh market spotlight on it. So let's just jump right into this thing. Every market I say has a story, and there's a reason why I should be considering a particular market. Why do you guys like Birmingham? Kind of sell me on it at, you know, at a 40,000 foot level. We like Birmingham because it's one of those markets where the property values actually don't change a a whole lot. You actually said that in the opening, but when we look at what's going on here, and there are a few other cities around the country like this, that, you know, we get an appreciation of, let's say, two, two and a half percent a year, even when times are rocking like they are now, when other markets are going up 10, 12 percent, we're two, two and a half. So it really makes it what we call a linear market, which just doesn't change much, but it also makes it very predictable. So when we we get a house that's let's say eighty five thousand dollars, it's probably going to rent for somewhere around eight hundred fifty dollars a month, and we've been able to do that time and time and time again. So that's why we like the market. And you know, there's been a good inventory here, but it's a little tighter now, of course, than it has been. But the other thing about the market is that there's a lot of good, solid employers here. Our automotive industry here is pretty strong. We've got a Mercedes plant down the road. We've got a Honda plant down the road. We've got a Toyota engine factory here. But it's obviously, I never mentioned any American brands. They're all foreign brands because Alabama has worked hard over the years, the last 15 or 20 years to attract those kind of industries, which sort of gives us a solid underpinning. You might expect that inflation might set in after all that happened, but it really hasn't all that much. I mean, I, I think our wages are going up probably more than the house prices percentage-wise, but still there's plenty of people to work and it's a really good solid market. What's the draw for these large corporations? Has there been tax incentives or is it just because there's a low cost of living, abundant and skilled workers? What is it? Well, first of all, our state income taxes are low. Our property taxes are even lower and they have put incentives out and built roads and infrastructure and all kinds of things for all these people that have moved factories here. There's a Hyundai factory down by uh, Montgomery, for example. Uh, they put a whole new road system in down there. They've done it the same for the other two. So the state has really stepped up, in my opinion, at trying to attract them and make Alabama attractive for them. 
And in kind, it's paid off, I believe, for the state in the long run, because we're not like some of those other states that, you know, are bankrupt or almost bankrupt. Our coffers seem to be fairly full. So you mentioned Birmingham as a linear market, which, you know, is something I talk about a lot. And I tend to agree with you. It, it is, for the most part, a linear market. However, when I'm looking at some of the charts and data that I do look at for various markets, I've noticed that Birmingham has been in what I call a wealth phase, a momentum phase, where you're having above your historic norm appreciation rates, which can be like 4 to 6%. Maybe that's very localized or regional, but as a metropolitan area, the Birmingham market is actually ranked in the top of my list of 504 markets that I actually track. So I just want to see if there's a disconnect between what I'm seeing and what you're seeing being their boots on the ground. Are you seeing above normal appreciation rates in certain areas? Well, no, here's where I think it is, Marco. It's really not in the investment grade properties. It's in the owner occupant property because uh, people that are moving in that are owner occupants that are buying houses are driving prices up because there's not that many houses available. So if you look at, let's say a $250,000 house, there's a lot of pressure on that house because there's not a lot of them available. I'll give you an example. The house we were selling three years ago for 79,000 is now 84. And that's what I call an investment grade, B-class, solid neighborhood property. So we're going off a little bit on a tangent here, but since it's fresh in the conversation, what would a property, rental grade property, be like in an A-class neighborhood? What would the price and rent be in that area? And how's that compare appreciation-wise, just so our listeners know? Well, in in the A-class market, obviously, you're going to get more appreciation, just like you are in the owner-occupant. But you're going to be at a hundred, let's say at a hundred and forty-nine thousand dollar house, you're going to rent for thirteen fifty, thirteen twenty-five, thirteen fifty a month, somewhere in that range. And you have stronger appreciation potential, and so those are the neighborhoods that you're seeing that four or five, maybe six percent recent year-over-year annual growth. Okay, all right. Well, that that makes more sense. Those actually are more owner-occupant areas. They're more school system-driven. Um, they're very highly desirable locations. For sure. And that $150,000 property that you're talking about, that's just barely enough to get a garage here in Southern California. Yes. (laughs) So everything is relative. That's a three, two with a garage. (laughs) Right. I know. Isn't that funny? It's just, it's all relative. The good news is that overall, just speaking in broad terms, Birmingham is still in what I call a wealth phase. So there's still measurable, positive inflation-adjusted appreciation in in your market, which is great for investors that are looking for something that will, at a minimum, keep pace with inflation and still have a very good cash-on-cash return and cash flow right from the get-go. So that makes a very appealing investment. So I like the Birmingham market. In fact, I like all the Alabama markets for that matter. You guys are very landlord friendly. You've got good rent growth, good population growth. You've got a lot of things going on. And that kind of transitions to the whole concept or, I guess, topic of the economy. You've got a local economy that is diversified across manufacturing. You've got higher education. You have a broad medical community there with a lot of medical professionals. Banking, you've got banking there. At least those make up some of your top employers. So describe what the local economy is like and then tell me about who the major employers are because... Investors are always interested in what makes up the economy because that's the engine that drives the market. You hit most of the highlights. Our number one employer is medical. 
We have a huge medical community. The University of Alabama, Birmingham is our number one employer, and it takes up a large chunk of our downtown. It's a university. It's also a medical research facility, a hospital. Um, it has its own medical and dental school. So it is a very large employer for us. We also have a lot of other hospitals and research facilities that are located here because Birmingham is very well known as a medical community. You also mentioned we're a banking hub, one of the banking hubs of the Southeast. We have a pretty big telecommunications presence. We also, as Merv mentioned, automotive is growing. We have a lot of distribution centers. That's one of our big employers that draws a lot of our current tenants. Um, It's very stable work. So we're pretty well diversified, which is one of the reasons I love our market and that we're not dependent on one industry. Yeah, great answer. Well, here's a side question. I always like to consider what that is doing to the overall population. I don't know this data point. I haven't looked at it for a while, but do you know if the population in Birmingham is growing, shrinking, or is it relatively flat? I don't mind flat markets. Growing markets are obviously attractive. Where I get concerned is long-term trends that are declining, like what happened for decades in Detroit, to use it as kind of that poster child, if you will. Yeah, well, I don't think we're declining at all. I know we're not. We're growing some. And part of what the growth, the industries that Stephanie mentioned, they're moving a lot of people. We see a lot of people from other countries that are moving here. So it's more, has become more of a melting pot. I've been here since 2001 and, and I've seen a significant change in the last five or six years, even that these industries that are like the foreign car companies, there are a lot of people from those countries that actually move in here. So they're driving some of that. There's also a lot of jobs here. So Alabama has been quite rural for most many years, but a lot of people are coming to the city for jobs and things like that. So I think that's what's putting the pressure on the housing. What do you have to consider when looking at the Birmingham market is the city of Birmingham itself is relatively small. It's about million people, but the metro is what's growing. So the metro is all of the suburbs that surround Birmingham, and that's where we invest, and that's what's continuing to grow. And as a lot of people move to the suburbs, and that market just grows and grows. Okay. Is any one thing in particular driving that population growth, or is it just organic and to a large degree maybe being driven by jobs? We have very low unemployment right now. We had another drop this month that we were one of the lowest unemployment markets in the country. So I think just job opportunities are bringing a lot of people here. Lots of jobs. Okay. That always seems to be the number one driver. It's all about where can I get favorable employment that pays me well and allows me to live. It's jobs, jobs, jobs. So it seems like lifestyle always takes a back seat to employment. I'll say we've been ranked very high as far as millennial job growth. We're one of the top places for millennials to move because of opportunities here as far as jobs, but also We do have a very low standard of living, and there are a lot of really cool new things to do here. It's actually a lot more exciting than people realize. The downtown is booming, so it is attracting more young people as well. What did you say the population was, or did you? I don't remember. Actually, she said a million, but to to clarify that, Birmingham proper is about 300,000. The metro area is about a million one. So if you... Add all the cities together. So, I mean, like, for example, our address is Vestavia. So 
you know, that's just one of the cities around Birmingham, but it's all, when you drive around, you don't know when you're going from one to the other. Right. Got it. Okay. Well, let's talk about the opportunities there. Let's maybe begin with the neighborhoods. Describe generally the uh, types of neighborhoods that your product is located in. You know, I, I have a fairly good idea of what that is, but let's talk about the types of neighborhoods and the types of tenants that you're going to find there. And then we'll talk about more specifically the property types that you have available. So we typically only invest in A and B markets. Our rule of thumb is we don't like to go below $800 a month in rent. That keeps us in the better areas. We've been doing this for quite a while now, and I've lived here my entire life. So we know the market. We know which areas to invest in and which areas to avoid. So basically, we stay in those higher price point, but also higher tenant-based communities. By A and B market, I mean, for us, that typically starts around 80000 and goes up to about 160000 And then the rent, we are still one of the only areas in the country that we can consistently get right around that 1%. Okay. Yeah, those are very attractive numbers. So prices range from what, eighty to 160000 You're getting roughly 1% per month in terms of rent. How are you finding the rental market? Are you finding that properties turn over and rent up fairly quickly? Do you have a tight rental market? Is it slow to lease it up? What's going on? There's plenty of properties available, but there's a couple of things that we do to try to make sure the investor gets the best deal. And that's we try to fix the house better than our competitors. And we also try to press the rent to the top of the range because that will make sure that you're getting a better return. So we've tried to position ourselves that we're sort of the premier company to rent from you know, if you want a better house and you want good service and all that kind of thing. And that word gets around. I mean, we're getting up in the 500 house range under our management. So it's not like we're just sitting here with a few houses. We've got a presence here in Birmingham. Right. And I know you do. So <laughs> no surprise <laughs> to me. So describe, if you don't mind, just very briefly. I know we have to be careful what we say here, but some of our clients always ask, you know, about the demographics of the clientele. In other words, their customer is their tenant. But are we looking at blue collar, white collar, medium, low income, low income, good credit, moderate credit? I mean, how would you describe the demographics of our customers? Well, the lower in rent range you get, the more you're going to get into the, let's call it medium to low income families. We do take Section 8. So that means that the government's going to subsidize some of that rent. Now, they're not going to subsidize rent when it gets over $1,000. So when you get up in those A neighborhoods, that's not, there's no Section 8 going on there. And those are going to be more white-collar kind of people, white-collar jobs. Those are what I call bedroom communities, really, where people commute to downtown or somewhere around Birmingham to go to work. But then there's an area like Centerpoint, which is a large area in, on the north side of Birmingham. and you know, there's some Section 8 in there, but there's a tremendous amount of working class people in those neighborhoods. And honestly, this to not go under $800 a month in rent keeps you from being in those neighborhoods where I get, I call it people sitting on the front porch all day. <laughs> all right. Nicely said. Let's talk about management services. Can you describe how that works? What's available? Investors know that that's a critical piece and your property manager is an absolute key player on your entire investment team. So make us feel good about that. <laughs> uh, well, we actually started our property management business and, and I do have a business partner, Jennifer Brown, and we own these two businesses together, Alliance Wealth Builders and also the First Choice Properties. We started from scratch. We had 20 properties after our first year and now we're getting north of 500. So you can see that we built that up over time and 
those probably 95% of those properties that we manage are ones that we actually bought, fixed, rented, and continue to manage. So we understand, and one of the, one of the reasons I, I believe that if you're in this business doing what we do, you have to have your own property management is that you've got to feel good that the people you're buying from are going to take care of you after you buy. And my point there is it's the same people. It's Jennifer and I and our team. And the other thing that happens is that there are property managers in town, and there's a number of them, but they're not all investor focused. So because of what we do, we have to focus on the investor and make sure that our client, our investor really is the first one we take care of. So it's always investor first. We love our tenants. We love all that, but the investor's got to come first. And that's really our focus. And that's why I believe we've been able to grow our business to that level. Okay. Fair answer. I want to just jump back for a moment because I I don't feel like we really drilled into one thing I wanted to ask you about, and that's really a description of the types of properties that we're putting out. So maybe talk about bedroom bath size. You can tie that into location if necessary, but what's the typical product type look like? So we call our bread and butter property. Our most common property is going to most likely be a center point property. That's where Merv mentioned. That's our largest and most popular rental market because it's geographically very large. We just have a lot of inventory there. Those properties are typically three ones because they were built in the 50s. That's just what they built. (laughs) So most of those properties are three bedroom, one bath, but we do obviously get larger properties as well. Our most common size is about 1,000 to 1,200 square feet. They're usually a ranch style, three beds, one bath, then a kitchen, and that's pretty much it. Once you get up into a little bit higher price point, we do have a higher bed-bath ratio. We do have properties in that market that were maybe built in the 70s that are going to have three bedrooms, two baths, or we have a good bit of three, one and a half. And then once you get into the more A properties, the more A neighborhoods, those are going to be newer, typically 1980s plus. We actually have had a fair amount of post-2000 construction. And this year, we've actually sold new construction for the first time. So we do have some newer A, very, very nice three twos, sometimes with a garage. Most of our properties do not have garage parking. Uh, It's hot down here. We don't have to worry about snow or anything like that. So it's really not a big deal. Most of our properties have driveway parking or carport, but we do get properties with a two-car garage in that higher price point. And those neighborhoods are typically not going to be that much bigger. Um, Again, that square footage is usually a thousand, maybe 1,500. We've had larger houses. We do get four bedrooms, multiple baths, but most common property is going to be that three-one and then going up from there when you get reflective of price point. Stephanie, is is that new construction standing inventory or is it reservation and then you have the lots and then you're building it essentially pre-construction? As of right now, we are working with a local builder. We are not doing it ourselves yet. So we have been working with them on their inventory. So we're limited by what they have. So is it still, is it pre-construction with a reservation or are they building essentially spec homes? And Essentially it's a spec home, yes. Okay, interesting. It's sort of like they're building a community and they choose to sell some of them as rental properties is what it really boils down to. It's like a lot of communities. They don't want it all to be rental. They want a mix of rental and and owner. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of that yet myself. So that's why I was asking the question. I guess in just wrapping it up, kind of an off the wall question, you're probably the first person I ask this question of, but what's exciting you guys the most right now about Birmingham as a city or market? 
And kind of part B of that question, as far as opportunities go there, what excites you about Birmingham? I know you've lived there your whole life, but what would you say? Go ahead, Stephanie. So, I'll like, answer. We'll both answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> I've lived here my whole life. So I have watched kind of the peaks and valleys of the Birmingham proper. The city has just gone through this incredible revitalization in the last 10 years. And I was just doing some browsing today and I saw that we just got plans approved for a new gigantic stadium. We are just going to continue to grow. They're doing everything they can to bring more industry and bring more exciting opportunities to the downtown area. We're hosting the World Games next year, so that's going to be really cool. So there's just a lot going on that's bringing a lot of um, excitement to Birmingham. Every time I turn around, there's some kind of new restaurant or new bar or something really cool opening up. It's a very fun city that most people don't really realize. We're a huge foodie city. We have a lot going for us that is kind of underknown. People don't really know about how exciting it is and it just continues to grow. So I love it here. I've loved it here my whole life, but more now than ever. Yeah, my perspective is a little bit different than that because I've lived in Columbus, Ohio. I've lived in Nashville, Tennessee, and now here. So my perspective coming here, in fact, I drug my wife here kicking and screaming because she did not want to move to Alabama because of the perception. But I can tell you after being here since 2001 that in reality, what Stephanie said is very true. And I could not move my wife out of here with dynamite now because she loves it here. There's so much to do. We have all kinds of concerts. We have plays. We have an orchestra. We have all the things that you would expect out of a much larger city, quite honestly. And we used to think we were going to go to Atlanta to do those kind of things. But we've now got it all here. When we have our investor clients come down and tour the city and kick the dirt, meet with you guys, go and see property, regardless of what their experience is, it's always a positive experience. And they come back pretty excited confidence levels or higher than it was going in. Funny thing is, is a lot of times their intention is to maybe invest in one rental property and they come away with two or three contracts. That's a great experience. And a large part of it has to do with the team, the team of people that are there, such as yourselves. But it's definitely the market. It's definitely the neighborhoods. It's definitely the quality of the product. And it's most definitely the management all those things come together synergistically to make a great investing experience and also a great investment period. So, you know, I love my relationship with you guys and we have happy investor clients and it's helping us fulfill our mission of helping 1 million people create wealth and passive income with real estate. So it all works together. You guys have anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap it up here today? I'm just going to say that in addition to the city growing, we still have a kind of a small town feel. So Birmingham was very unknown for the longest time, but it feels like only in the last couple of years, we've really gotten any national attention. And so we're still kind of a hidden gem. And so we definitely have a smaller town feel. We have a lot of wonderful people down here and we would love to host your investors and show them for themselves. That's exactly what I was going to say. We love to have clients come down because we believe that relationship is one of the most important things about having it because you know if you buy a house in Alabama and you live in California or Washington or Florida or wherever you've got to trust the people that are going to take care of you day after day after day and the only way to really do that is to get to know them so we love having people come visit us so what i would say to your listeners is don't ever be afraid to ask to come down and visit because it's really the best thing for all of us for you and for us when that happens 
I agree 100%. We encourage it. We can't force it, but we know what happens when people do visit the local market and the team. So it's all great. So Merv, Stephanie, thanks for uh, joining me here. This has been great. Good information. I think it's from a, a market perspective, it's inspiring. But hang tight here. I'm just going to wrap things up. So for those listening, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. Remember to download a free copy of our ultimate guide to passive real estate investing. Just go to passiverealestateinvesting.com. You can download that report. If you're not working with one of our counselors, you should maybe connect with them for a free strategy session. Learn more about the Birmingham market and the opportunities that are there. The opportunities are great and we, and we have a constant stream of inventory there. So it's not a market where you're going to struggle to find inventory. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and we will see you guys on our next episode. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income-producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.